0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Bantam Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, we venture now into March and the spring season right around the corner. I thought it would be great to talk to Kevin McDermott, the men's rowing coach here at Trinity College. Now in his ninth year, was an assistant before that. But uh, first of all, Kevin, thank you so much for the time. And uh, it's really a pleasure to get to know you in the program here for a couple minutes on the podcast.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate uh, appreciate the time and the opportunity to talk about training rowing. I also, in your intro, you said spring is right around the corner. That's uh, I'm I'm not feeling it right now. I uh, got a nor'easter coming tomorrow, but uh, you know, hopefully that turns a little
0: bit over the next couple of weeks. Oh, I know, no question about it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin. So, like, I like to always profile guests. Let's take it way back from you. Uh, growing up, were you always into rowing, or what other sports did you play? And Kind of just uh, not really, How did you get yeah, that rowing point? Rowing
1: came pretty late in life, actually. Um, I, I grew up in St. Louis, uh, so I was my my parents uh, moved out there. I have two older siblings; they were already around. Uh, my parents moved out to St. Louis, and I was born there. And uh, yeah, grew up as kind of a soccer and skateboarding and basketball junkie. Uh, so I always like always played sports. Was always very active year-round. Uh, went to a summer camp that was like a, a sports-focused summer camp. Uh, but yeah, rowing came in when I was uh, in seventh grade. So not not too late, but my older brother had, uh, had taken up rowing later in high school. He's six years older than me. Uh, so he had done it, so I was a little bit familiar with the sport and ended up at a school that offered it uh, in seventh grade, which is a little unusual. But uh, yeah, jumped at the opportunity. It was a Spring sport. I was a little bit tired of baseball, and uh, yeah, loved it immediately. I really just took to it right away, and have been involved with the sport ever since. That was nineteen ninety two. So yeah, twenty twenty seven years, I guess now.
0: Wow, six years. What what is it about rowing that gets your attention? What what is it that you love? It's a racing sport, and so I. I
1: I did grow up. I played uh, soccer and basketball, as I mentioned, and then I, I later uh, wrestled. And so I, I, I like the simplicity of the competition of a sport like wrestling and a, a sport like rowing, swimming, running, uh, you know, Nordic skiing as well. Like the racing aspect of it, I, I just I loved immediately. You line up. There's a start line and there's a finish line, and whoever covers that distance fastest is the winner for the day. You know, like, it just, something about the simplicity of that, the uh, you know, just the the kind of direct competition as well. You know, there's no gimmicks, there's no games. You know, you have a lot of racing tactics, and there's a lot of psychology, but the basic mechanics of it, I, I literally just love. Like, oh, if I go, if I cover that distance faster than you, I win cool, I got it, and I, I don't know, that, that struck me right away, I, I really, it was the first racing sport I had ever done, and uh, I just loved it, it's a, it's a a beautiful sport in that regard, and then um, it requires, like, tremendous physical strength, um, you have to be very powerful, and have a lot of endurance strength, but you also have to be very uh, balanced, there's a, a lot of technique, and a, a huge amount of coordination, and kind of grace to the sport. So that that kind of uh, uh, juxtaposition of, like, incredible power and fitness and strength kind of juxtaposed with some real grace and, and real kind of beauty of movement is what is required to be really good at it. When I started, I stunk. Don't get me wrong. Okay? It was a really hard sport to, to learn. But um, as I got to higher levels, those, those things really hit me hard, and, and I loved it.
0: And never mind, the, the exercise, the core, I can only imagine how great that is for you.
1: Yeah, it's full body exercise. You know, it's a repeated motion sport, so you kind of learn the basic technique for the stroke cycle and then it's a matter of perfecting it um which takes decades you know there are people who spend their lifetime trying to kind of perfect it uh but yeah it's the it's the technique within the stroke cycle coupled with your physical capacity so if you're a strong powerful athlete with lots of stamina who's also coordinated then you know you can do you can do well in in the sport
0: I know you went to Wesleyan. Obviously, do you do rowing at Wesleyan as well as undergrad?
1: I did, yeah. I continued uh, rowing through high school, um, played soccer through high school as well, and then uh, collegiately the uh, opportunities were – a little bit greater for continuing rowing, uh, in college. So yeah, continued at Wesleyan, had a great experience down there. Um, the coach there who recruited me coincidentally is a Trinity alum, uh, Phil Carney. He's a 85 grad, uh, from Trinity. Uh, and so he yeah coached me at Wesleyan and oddly I I ended up here, uh, a Wesleyan alum at Trinity and, Trinity alum coaching
0: at Westland. <laughs> so that's an interesting story. I, I mean, I wonder where did you go after college? Now, you, people look for jobs, and how did you decide to go along this career path? And uh, obviously, assistant coach at Trinity first, and then the head coach. Um, so, how, how did that all play out after graduation? Yeah
1: uh kind of gradually I, I I did not intend to to go into into coaching. Uh during my I was a theater major at, at Wesleyan and uh was always into uh was very active in in acting, in writing, in theater and film production. Uh did a lot of student films and, and things like that as an undergrad. I did a summer internship uh, out in L.A. uh, for a talent agency and and really was going down a path. I didn't know what I was going to do specifically, but I was kind of headed to to Hollywood. (laughs) And uh, I had written a couple of scripts that got me uh, representation in Hollywood. So that was like fully the plan. Like I was definitely going to go i wanted to do entertainment whether that was writing or representation or acting something in that field um i have a couple of family members who are involved in the entertainment industry and just definitely wanted to follow them then um i was asked to stay on and coach novices beginner walk-on guys at westland and uh i did that for a few months and i i honestly just like Coaching and teaching hit me, and I I loved it. Um, I loved the instruction. I loved kind of offering the sport to people who didn't know about it. And I worked with an amazing group of kids that first year, and I just didn't look back. (laughs) I had uh, that second year of coaching, another just sensational group of kids who were, like, super committed pretty athletic, um, they had a lot of success, and I, I yeah, I loved it, I, I loved the experience of helping guide, you know, their experience, and teaching them the basics, and then seeing them progress, so I, I you know, I don't, and I don't think it was, well, I don't know, I like, the coaching aspect and rowing was great, but it was the teaching aspect, you know, I, I, I really loved um, showing people how to do this thing. And, and trying to help them get better at it. Um, so that, that, yeah, never never stopped uh, kind of coaching or, or teaching since then.
0: That's a great story, following your passion. So, Coach, now you are in your ninth season as head coach. You were an assistant coach for a couple of years as well. Ninth as a head coach at Trinity, 4-2 and two last year, 2013 as an SCAC coach of the year. So you've obviously had a lot of success. What are some of the highlights for you in the, as a head coach at Trinity in the last nine years?
1: Yeah, I mean we we have had kind of a, a couple of cycles, you know, not every year is as successful as you as you would like and, and other years you you know, the guys on the water kinda hit it out of the park as it as it were. But um yeah, I mean two thousand ten, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, two thousand fifteen, like just had really great groups of guys who, who got it right over the course of the year in terms of their training and their preparation. And then on race day, you know, things went, things went really well. Um, but, that, you know, you, you can't obviously guarantee that success every year. So um, a year like 2011 is a great example. We had an amazing group of kids um, and just on the day just didn't quite get it right. And, you know, they, they had a third place finish at, at New England's and a fifth-place finish at uh, at the ECAC Regatta. But, um, you know, that year still was, was marked by a huge amount of success. Just we didn't bring home the trophies. So I, I hope that guys, um, you know, those years that, we, you know, were able to win events and able to kind of have huge success in 2010 and 12 and 13, uh, that, that people recognize the other years were, you know, they were really successful, um, in maybe different ways, but in the growth that, that the group, uh, that the group had. And, And this year is, is certainly shaping up, uh, to be, Successful both in terms of the development of the squad, and I think we'll we'll enjoy some pretty good results if we if we keep on task and um, and get it right on the day. Um, you know, last year is a is a good example. The first weekend of the year, we had nine student athletes from the rowing team injured in the porch collapse, a a really unfortunate accident that happened on campus. And uh, that was really hard to to come back from. Uh, It was a really season-defining accident where a large group of our team was really impacted negatively, you know, both physically, emotionally, mentally, um, and we didn't have as much success as we wanted long-term. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we, we looked this year to have a really strong core group of returners who were just dedicated to a common mission. Um, and really, from the summertime, there's been no wavering from that, that we are united in our approach to practice, to our approach in, in terms of our work ethic, you know, our goals for the year to just be a team that is accountable to one another. Um, and I think that, that this fall we had a, a really nice season. So uh, long-winded and, and rambling answer, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I think each year is
0: Well, Coach, that was a great segue to my next question. You know, people think of football's fall, sport, basketball, winter. I know you said rowing is kind of like a year-round endeavor. Just explain to our listeners the logistics of the calendar year for a rowing season, rowing schedule for us.
1: Sure, sure. Um, Athletes are training year-round. training or the you know rowing training requires for that day so so they're they're involved all year round in terms of our competition we have a full fall season um, and those races are we have uh, four or five races each fall they're typically long distance races um, so they're two and a half or three mile races we do one that's three and a half miles as well um so, and those are called head races. So, the most famous one is is the Head of the Charles up in Boston. Uh, that's a three mile race. It's the third weekend in October. The, the city of Boston just like shuts down for for the Head of the Charles. It's a, an amazing race and a, a wonderful spectacle um, and a great competition as well. In the springtime, we have what it's our championship season. Our, our kind of more important of the two two. Seasons. And they're called sprint races. So they're 2,000 meters. Uh, that's the Olympic distance uh, that, that for rowing. Uh, it's a mile and a quarter. And you line up boats in a, in a straight line right across, almost like a 100-meter dash uh, for running. The gun goes off, and you sprint along a straight course to the finish line. The head races in the fall are run as a time trial. So, boats basically in a single file, you cross the start line, they get your start time, you go as fast as you can down the course, and then you get your finish time, and you could have 90 boats. Uh, There's a a race in Britain that was just run that has over 300 boats that just run the time trial course, and then you see the calculated time, so you 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 see how fast you go uh, over the course. But the springtime, everybody's even at the start. You race 2,000 meters, and whoever crosses the finish line first uh, goes home happy.
0: So it sounds like you probably like the springtime a little bit better in terms of just ra- racing head-to-head. <laughs> yeah, to head.
1: I mean, it's a, it's, uh, um, yeah, they both have kind of unique, I don't know, a unique flavor, I guess. Um, yeah, the springtime races, they're, you know, about five, our varsity boat, we need to be able to go about, five minutes and 45 seconds for a 2,000-meter race, and that is a highly anaerobic just blast down the course. Like, it is maximal speed, um, like burning, burning lactate, just the worst feeling you can imagine in your muscles, um, and, and you have to uh, encourage that. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the goal, uh, and it is just a pain contest to see who has the most endurance, strength, and power for that course, and it's it's amazing. Like I, I'm, you know, I, I'm very excited even just talking about it. The the head races in the fall, it's um it's just a very different kind of animal. The the Boston race uh, head of the Charles, um, it's a three mile race. Our varsity boat uh, covered the course in 14 minutes and 40 seconds, and your distribution of energy is very different. Like it is still a like horrifically uncomfortable experience. You know, like just you have to go to the absolute like depths of your ability to endure, uh, just kind of pain tolerance and lactate tolerance. But you know, you, I don't know. It's a, it's a 14 and a half minute race. It's a, a very different kind of, uh, equation in your head for how you're doing, uh the kind of distribution of your energy that that 1440 was the fastest time ever for a trinity boat uh, at the head of the charles so uh, really it was a great run from the guys this fall and uh, hopefully we can you know carry some of that speed into the spring
0: yeah no question about it coach i'm interested in has, recruiting wise how does that work and prospective students how they want to join the team how does that all work uh, on your campus
1: yeah, there there are two different paths. Um, we do actually uniquely offer opportunities for athletes who have never done the sport before. Um, it's the basics of the movement and the basics of the rowing stroke can be taught fairly quickly. And then, if an athlete has the um, you know physiology and you know and the interest, then you know for the sport, then they can progress pretty quickly gone over the last kids who have the you know physiological talent yes but you know work ethic is is number one that, that you have to be uh really able to stay on task and have a long-term uh, execution of uh, of your
0: preparation that's great segue tell us describe a typical day for a student athlete who's on your team uh how it all shapes up in the 24-hour period uh, and say say in the spring season
1: yeah, the alarm clock goes off at 5 a.m.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we we practice early. Um, yeah, we, uh, I don't know what actually time. I think most guys are about around 5 a.m. We meet at the boathouse at 6 a.m. every day. So okay. our our boathouse is in East Hartford, Connecticut. It's yeah,
0: I drive by that all the time on Route 2. Right? You see it? Yeah,
1: right on Route 2 on, yeah. on Riverside Drive by by Goodwin College. So um, it's a three and a half mile drive. You know, at that hour a day, it's about a ten minute. So we meet at 6. We're typically on the water uh, at about 6.30. On Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we practice for 90 minutes uh, on the water. We're we're off the water by 8 so that guys can get back to campus for 8.30 class. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, because of the class schedule, we're able to go a little bit longer. But they're done with their rowing practice by you know, every day by 8:30 in the morning. Um, it's what, what that allows us to do is really to avoid class conflicts um, and to avoid the commute to East Hartford, which is brutal at 4:15 in the afternoon. Uh, so we we practice early. We can have a great session on the water. The conditions are perfect uh very little wind you know it's it's nice and calm uh we can have a really beautiful outing and and do whatever you know we need to do from a a practice standpoint on the on the given day then um we have a a fantastic strength and conditioning coach uh greg cox who uh works with uh bill our, our head strength and conditioning coach But Greg works with the the men's rowing team. So three days a week uh, during the afternoons at some point, they'll meet with Greg and and work on their power and their speed and their strength uh, with him in the weight room. And then one or two days a week, they do a a supplemental cross-training or um, on-land training session as well. So in our typical week, they'll have nine or ten uh, workouts uh, sometimes we push it to 11 during during some of our higher volume blocks um, but that's uh, yeah that's their typical week I, one of the other reasons for for the morning uh, practices is A lot to prepare to go as fast as possible in those boats, and I and I give them a lot of credit, and I really appreciate what they're what they're doing to better themselves as both students and as athletes.
0: And you talk about those goals in the morning as well. What are some of the goals for this upcoming spring coming up uh, that fans and listeners uh, can expect when they follow your team?
1: Yeah, I mean improving upon uh, last year. You know that that is always our goal year to year to be faster than we were a year ago. Um, I think every single indication along the way uh, indicates that we will meet that goal and exceed it by a, a pretty wide measure. Um, and then our, our two main competitions, our championship races are the New England Rowing Championships and then the National Invitational Rowing Championship. So at those two, you know, we are looking to compete for medals at, at each one. So, uh, you know, the, the, the way that rowing races work, you have a what's called a grand final. So this is the the top level final. It's six boats, and you have to qualify through preliminary racing to to make it to that to that race. Um, at New England's, there are typically 16 or 18 boats that enter. Only the top six race in that final. Um, so we have to get into that group. Um, and the same at the National Invitational. Making that top six group is, you know, is critical. And, and I think that's, you know, no doubt one of our first line goals. Um, and then being in the top group of crews, you know, amongst that top group of two or three boats, uh, that's, that's where we aim to be. And, and um, I think that's a lofty goal, but certainly an attainable one, you know, that, that we raise some outstanding schools but um, you know, but are taking aim and are, are preparing to, to race in that highest cohort. Head of the Charles, um, in terms of our NESCAT competition, we were second behind Bates um, in that in that competition. Um, for small colleges, we were also second um, in in that cohort. So, you know, we're we're looking I, I think optimistically at, at achieving those those goals of meddling at New England's and, and national Invitational but know that it's uh, it's going to take a tremendous amount of work um, the second goal is just that we're a strong team I think um, you, your your goal as a coach is for success, and, uh, and as the coach, I, I hope that I'm able to um, instill those values and, and help kind of guide those those goals um, and that common set of requirements and uh, hold people accountable because um, that, that helps make a really strong team, which I think myself and our captains and our uh, entire coaching staff have, have really tried to stress this year.
0: And you're right, too. You talk about sports and rowing translating to the real world. That same idea, that commitment of getting up five in the morning, you know, that, that obviously every day at work. People are doing that every day, going to New York City, Boston, commuting. You know, it's the same idea of grinding it out and, you know, working. I I could definitely see how it applies to the real world. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. A lot of employers, they uh – uh I think they look very kindly on rowers because they know the – and, and student-athletes in general. Yeah. That they know yep. the work ethic that's required. You know, If you're going to be successful at this, it takes a, a high level of dedication and, uh, and work ethic.
0: Well, Coach, just to wrap it up here, I know you have a lot of other interests as well. You mentioned you're a theater major in college. And, of course, yeah, you're the host of the Faculty Feature Podcast at Trinity College. First of all, get, how can we listen to that and uh, just give us a quick description of what that's like?
1: Yeah, Trinity uh, Soundcloud. Uh, if you if you go There you on, go. Uh... Yeah. Just on the general SoundCloud website and search for Trinity College, uh, yeah, you'll see the the faculty podcast. So it's um, yeah, it was a great kind of project. I, I did uh, the first round uh, of podcasts a couple years ago. Um, you know, not dissimilar from from your uh, great efforts profiling coaches, which which and the teams here, which which I really appreciate. Um, I had a couple of faculty member friends that that I just thought they're amazing. <laughs> interests, their personal interests, so I uh, just sat down and talked with them. So that, that first series we had uh, seven profiles of, of faculty members, tried to represent a, a wide range of academic interests on campus, so um, if you're an alum or you're a prospective student, you're interested in history or in uh, English or in the public policy department, you know, i, I
0: That is awesome. Any other interests you have? I know you're in the live in the West Hartford area. Have two kids. Uh, outside of school and work, what, what do you like to do in your free time?
1: Yeah, I have a great interest in uh, in my family. That's uh, <laughs> that's one of my uh, probably my biggest interest. Yeah, my my wife and I uh, have two. So if anybody's in Hartford looking for local uh, great entertainment, it, uh, it's a great theater. And uh, yeah, also teach improv uh, on campus and, and throughout the Hartford community.
0: Well, wow, you're a busy guy, Coach. When do you sleep?
1: <laughs> I, well, I not a lot because I, I wake up at 4.30 every morning. So <laughs> get up and go.
0: Well, hey, best of luck. We thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know you have a, you have a great spring season coming up and summer and going into the head of the Charles next October up in Boston. We wish you uh, the best of luck and once again, thank you for coming on the podcast, Head Coach Mike. Kevin McDermott.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and uh, to get out some information about the rowing program. And thank you for profiling me and, and all the coaches here.